Alright guys, um, welcome back once again to Gator Tales. As always, I'm Mr. Weich. I'm Miss Prickett. And this time we have with us... Miss McCain. So tell us a little bit about what you do here at Rudolph Gordon. I am an assistant principal at Rudolph Gordon, mm-hmm. and this year I will primarily serve our 7th and 8th grade students. Very cool. So um, let's dive right into it, and we had to change up these questions just a little bit because you being admin and most of them are teacher-based, right? Absolutely. So we're going to... Let's go. We're going to stumble over our words for a minute. Uh, Why did you decide to become... Why did you decide to get into education? Like, what made you... This is kind of your path. The original reason I chose education was because I just wanted to make a difference in a child's Mm -hmm. life. And my initial path in education was actually school counseling. So Mm -hmm. um, I didn't go the traditional route as a teacher into counseling, into administration. I just went straight into counseling. Oh, so did you, do you have a previous job experience before? It has, being in education, has that always been your thing? I, w- I wanted to be an educator when I was very young and even through high school. And then for whatever reason, my junior and senior year of high school, I decided that wouldn't be my path. So I decided to pursue psychology, um, uh-huh. which there's, there are no jobs for a psychology <laughs> degree. And so I worked, I ran a family business for a little while. I was the bookkeeper and the office manager for our family business for about five years while I was getting my counseling degree. And then I went. What's the family business? Um, my dad sells and services lawn maintenance equipment. So we were the vendor and the maintenance department for a lot of uh, professional landscapers as well as homeowners that wanted lawn maintenance equipment. Still around? You want to give a shout out to anybody that's local yeah, that might want that sure. might need some uh, <laughs> My help? dad is retired, but his business is still there. It's Huff's Outdoor Power Equipment down okay. in South Greenville on 25. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So like a good plug. Yeah. So so what, what can we do? Uh, what do you fix? What? Okay. Um, steel chainsaws, Walker lawnmowers, Tor- Toro lawnmowers. Um, they also sell now um, fertilizer and other gardening type things, but any really almost any type of small engine awesome. or, or tools you would use for lawn maintenance. Okay, so um, jumping back to uh, to your education, why uh, why psychology? Why why school um, counselor? I was really interested in the brain in high school. I wanted to learn how the brain worked. Um, one of the things that I had also been interested in as a child was like child psychology. Again, just helping children find their way. Um, I actually, while I was working for my dad, I coached a cheer- high school cheerleading squad, and I really enjoyed the interaction with the girls. Um, it was a way to mentor kids, um, help them kind of just talk through life in general. And so I felt like the next best thing to that, or even better than that, was to do that as my full-time career. So I just I really enjoyed learning about why people act the way they do and how to help kids find their way and specifically I landed in middle school which wasn't always my first choice I thought Mm. I wanted to do high school but once I landed in middle school because that's where the job was I don't see myself really anywhere else just because it's a really cool age for me awesome Mm -hmm. so why then two parts of this why did you decide to then go into administration I guess last year was your first year and what would you say from last year was your favorite part of being an admin Okay, so the first part of the question is why did I go into administration from counseling? A lot of the roles of a counselor and an administrator are similar at the middle school level. Um, The counselor, though, advocates more for just the children. And so I found myself really wanting to prepare um, an environment where teachers could teach. And I, I found myself really drawn more to the bigger picture rather than just how I could support the kids. And so I just decided that 
I could really make a bigger difference or a bigger impact as an administrator than I could as a counselor just um, on the kids by helping the teachers be prepared to serve the children as well. The second part of the question was, what was my favorite part yeah. of last year? Um, I really enjoyed, I was new to administration to Rudolph Gordon. Mm. The really cool thing here was everybody else was too. And so there was the sixth grade team who mm -hmm. had been here the year prior, but there still weren't, everything wasn't set in stone. And so I think my favorite part was really the collaboration among the team. I feel like we all mm. grew um, personally and professionally. And we, we learned how to really start from nothing and build something that I think was really cool by the end of the year here. So uh, as an administrator, um, as far as you go, as far as like, what is your end goal for students? Like, what, what do you want them through your role to achieve? You know, like, um, I don't know. I, we usually ask this in like, as a, as a teacher, what do you, what is your end goal for, um, for your students? Like at the end of the year, but I guess at the end of their time at Rudolph Gordon, so their, uh, middle school experience, what do you want them to kind of, uh, our students to kind of get out of it? Gosh, that's a really loaded question. Yes. Um, one of the really cool things that we get to do here at Rudolph Gordon is prepare students for a school that doesn't even exist in Fountain and High School. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times you hear middle school people talk about preparing kids for high school. We're here to prepare them for high school, but I really don't even believe that that's the case. I feel like um, we're preparing them for life. I think the classroom is a very small part of a world. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's teaching children helping children understand how to make the right decisions on their own, helping children understand that they matter and that what they do in the classroom is going to translate into real life. And so for my goal, it's really for children to be able to function in a society and be productive members of a society outside of school because we're just one part of their life, hopefully, for years to come. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. How would you say that the students here at RGS – RGS, how would they describe you? And typically this is for teachers, of course, but, you know, what would you say as far as both the good and we also kind of like to say, what, what did you, you might use need earlier? To work you on. said earlier, like the dark side or something. Well, the, uh, what the light <laughs> and the dark. Well, what? Yeah, so it's kind of what we would say. We say the good and the bad because we all have stuff to work on. And, you know, yeah. like you said, last year we all definitely grew. And, you know, be, that is the goal to become better at what you do every single year. You're, yes. you're, you know, you're, 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 you're a shark. You stop swimming, you die. Sure. Yeah. I th so how would kids describe me, the good mm -hmm. and the bad? I think um, one of the teachers at the end of the year had the kids describe me, and one of the words they used was loud, but I don't really know that that's going to change. That's just part of who I am. Um, I think that the kids, I, I hope that they um, feel like I, I do give grace. I do listen when they want to tell mm -hmm. their side of the story. I think it's really important for children to be heard, even if a lot of times the, the teacher was absolutely in the right, it's it's good for the a child to feel like they were heard. And um, mm. sometimes it's even um, healthy for the child to be able to talk to that teacher about, a lot of times it's a misunderstanding. And mm -hmm. so I like to be the um, that negotiator, I guess, between the two. So I think that kids would say that I listen to them. I think one of the things that I don't feel like I did great last year was being present for them in the classroom and in the pie. There was just so much going on, um, which is my own, my own fault, but being more present 
while they're in class. I think I was around at lunch and at arrival and dismissal, but when they're actually learning, being more involved in that process for them. Hmm. All right. Um, let me see. We are at, oh, do you have a, uh, well, this doesn't work for you, does it? Um, let me see. Well, how do we phrase this? Uh, this is usually what is your favorite topic to teach um, within your thing. So let's skip that. I don't, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to parse empathy. that one. Down. Empathy. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's, yes. let's, uh, drill, let's drill in on that. Yes. Um, so as far, because you, you were your, um, you were a counselor. What was the kind of the biggest thing that you think you said empathy that you, um, I guess can help impart on kids and, and why is that important? So I guess we'll go with empathy. I think that we can never coexist with other people without truly trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important. Um, like I talked about earlier for the students to be heard, I think it's important for us to make them feel heard so that they will then help their peers or whoever it is they're dealing with to also be heard. So, um, for me, I feel like empathy is one of the things that we're lacking the most, um, in society. I think that we are selfish just by our being. It's not, necessarily that we're bad people but that's just we need to do what's right for ourselves which is fine except for a lot of times there's a greater good and I think that you're never going to see that if you can't empathize with the people around you and so Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important to always ask students to see or even teachers really to see the other side as well so if I understand where you're coming from but can you see what the other person was Mm -hmm. thinking and and help them really even figure it out on their own this way to get get on with man's selfish nature and I, well you know and I that's that's what I think I, I think I tell kids I said there's oh, a yeah. there's a difference between being selfish and enlightened self-interest now I want you to be the best students you can possibly be I want you to be the best citizens that you can possibly be because you're going to vote we all take part in this democratic society and if you aren't as well prepared as I can possibly make you then most likely your vote will go against what is in my best interest and your own best interest if you don't kind of think of it like that so absolutely so i mean and then you're right with with the empathy we don't see that enough in our leaders and Mm -hmm. it's if you can't empathize with somebody you can't work with them yeah right you also can't grow as a person without being able to see different perspectives yeah and it's it's just also you know i think just being vulnerable and being able to talk it out is is so important and because yeah, kids, kids like, don't see it. I like that you're using the word heard because I think there's a big difference in just like sitting there and kind of listening to the person and being heard. Like that's a huge like you're actually engaging, mm. you're present, you're and you know I don't think people use that word very much, but I think it's really important. So I like to feel heard, <laughs> and so yeah. I yes. want other people to have yeah. that same um, satisfaction, confirmation whenever they've yeah. told me something that they really feel like I heard what they said. Yeah, I think too often we're just preparing to say what we're going to say next and not actually i i always say listen with the intent to understand rather than with the intent to respond yeah like that's that. one of my yeah. my mottos mm-hmm. yeah. uh let's see we had hit that so i guess our this is our last one yeah there okay so <laughs> how did you phrase this earlier okay um what would you say as far as being an administrator how can the students be prepared to be successful with I guess at just school, just interacting with you and and being in the hallways and just beyond class, beyond yeah, the classroom, beyond the classroom. I guess. 
honestly, this year, I, I want the students to be able to communicate what it is that they need to be successful. And so I think that a lot of students are going to have a difficult time adapting to what is different this year because it is very different. And so I think that um, we have to teach our students to be courageous but empathetic and yes. be able to tell me, Miss McCain, this is not working for me. I need help and help me help them troubleshoot what's going on there. So for me, a willingness to advocate for themselves and as seventh and eighth graders, I really, really want the students to advocate for themselves first. And then if we can't resolve it, obviously we're here as parents and adults to help them navigate this world. But they're at an age now where they really need to be, be advocating for themselves mm -hmm. as 13 and 14 year olds. And then we can pull the parents in if we can't get it resolved. So what about so what about parents? Let's let's take a parent look at this. Um, how can they I because there's always this question, how can I help my student be more successful in school? And, you know, they'll ask us as teachers that, but I do think they should also hear from you as an administrator, like, what can they do to better help them be prepared? I think it's kind of along the same lines. If a, if a student is struggling with something at school as a parent, it would be great if you could coach your child on how to talk to us the adults in the school building um, and if it's something that you're really working on I, as a counselor I did this quite often if it was something that we really wanted the student to advocate the parent and I might talk but the student never knew it and so it was mm. kind of we were working together for that child to advocate for themselves so I think as parents encourage your children to advocate respectfully and kindly to the adults that are in the building um, always having their back of course because you're their parents and we want as parents, we want what's best for our kids. As teachers and staff at the school, we do as well. So working as a team together, making sure we're communicating well, but really having the student as the central part of our relationship. Student-centered learning. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Okay, so um, those are your scary questions, I guess. <laughs> yeah, these ones are the hard questions oh. because they're more personality-based, right? Oh. So you never I mean, know what you're going to get there. Exactly. Okay, um, actually, I'm going to cut that part out. So we're going to talk about books. <laughs> so, uh, as far as books go, um, do you have uh, a favorite book? Something that that, that that has always stuck out in guys in your head as this is this is a wonderful book. You know, I love this book. I want to read. You maybe read it multiple times. That's tough. Um, for pleasure, I mean, I love the Harry Potter series. It's just fun. It was a fun book to read. Um, but as far as right now, I am pursuing my doctorate in um, oh. education systems improvement that. science. What is that? So, um, so basically, anybody who's ever learned anything about education in South Carolina knows that we're ranked pretty low. Um, oh, yeah. South Carolina education doesn't have a great <laughs> face. So the, military intelligence, I'm, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm in a program at Clemson, and I'm in the second cohort. So total right now, there's probably about 30 of us going through the program. And mm. our goals are to identify a problem of practice in South Carolina schools and implement an intervention to help improve that, that we can um, transfer out to other schools in South Carolina to improve education in South Carolina. So um, for me specifically, well, the tenets that our program is based on is race, rurality, and poverty, because when you look at the um, numbers in our state, those mm -hmm. are the three areas that are very incongruent. Um, there's a lot of discrepancies. Especially lower students. state, too. Yes, yeah. well, the central part, lower part of the state. Yeah. yeah, Greenville 
we actually are are doing okay but as a state you know if we can get if we can figure out some things in greenville that work um that we can transfer to some of the smaller districts that don't have the same um, resources Resources, that we do in greenville it would be great so um for me specifically i'm looking at how we can use a multi-tiered system of support an early warning system in a mid to low poverty school to best reach students who need that help that may not be noticed every day because um, as at Rudolph Borden we have great test scores and our kids are amazing but we do have kids who need some mm-hmm. support so what can we do in a school like Rudolph Gordon to best serve our students who do need some more so it's kind of like the uh, on-track program that Greenville County does um, yeah yeah okay. yep, I'll be using that as part of my um, research yeah. very cool wow. yeah okay so uh, yeah we've kind of Jumped off of books, but Sorry, uh, we're talking about books, but I'm reading a lot of educational literature I'm that sure, nobody yeah. really wants to hear about. <laughs> well, well, has there been anything that you've read recently as far as the educational literature that you were like, wow, this is this might be transformative? I mean, maybe this is something for me that just I think others should read because it was so good or it, it gave me this great perspective. You put me on the spot. I have like six right now that I have been using for my, um, mm. for my information most of the books that I've been reading have really been centered on um how to best read so I'm going to go out on another tangent here education traditionally sure. is for middle class white people that was how it was designed and so a lot of oh, the yeah. literature that I'm studying um is basically on how do you reach students who don't fall in those two very basic categories and what can we do to better serve not only middle class white population but everybody that may fall outside of that as well and so um, I've read a lot of literature on how to reach students in minority cultures or students that are living mm-hmm. in poverty because a lot of times our students in poverty it, what they um, they appear to not be interested or not want to do or not advocate for themselves or not they really just don't have the tools and so what can we do as educational um, agencies to help them um, a lot of studies about we talk a lot about the ac- achievement gap and yeah. how the achievement gap between those types of students is so broad but really it when you look at it it really look it's more about an opportunity gap and so if we kind of change our mindset in that it's not necessarily that our students aren't achieving at the level they're supposed to but are they getting all the same opportunities are we providing all the same opportunities for mm-hmm. all of our students and so really just an inclusive educational system so a lot of the books are centered around the specific groups that aren't getting what they need well, the programs that that you just mentioned and that's I think you can extrapolate that way out, right? I mean, yes. that, I mean, not, not the achievement, but it's the, what'd you say? The, uh, opportunity gap. Opportunity gap. That's yeah. That is a national yes. problem and not, and not just with education, yes. right? I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing to say, well, we all have the same opportunities, but we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which kind of goes back to our conversation about empathy earlier. Yes. <laughs> is oh, making 100%. sure that we can empathize with people who, I think as a child, I grew up not understanding that people didn't have access to books and mm-hmm. things that I had access to at home. And so really helping our own students who do fit mm-hmm. into that middle class white category understand that not everybody in our circle has the same opportunities we do. And so providing empathy as educators would then rub off onto the students well, as well. Well, it's the idea. I mean, uh, I think our biggest thing, you're right, with, with the empathy, because a lot of us say, well, it's me, me, me. But it, no, it's not about you. Right. It's You didn't, typically you didn't put yourself in the situation that you're born in. I mean, you didn't, right? right. So, so you can't be blamed for that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't see the privilege that you have for being where you sure. are. 
right? And I know privilege is now a loaded word or whatever, right. but but right. which is which is ridiculous. I mean, politicizing. But if we say opportunity gap. in place of privilege, yes, I had opportunities that maybe not everybody had. You had opportunities yeah. that maybe not everybody had, and so how can we? help facilitate those same yeah. opportunities for everyone and truly be inclusive. And just because you struggle doesn't mean that that everybody's the same. I mean, it's all, you know, the, it's... Yeah, the struggles are relative. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's go to movies and TV. Ah. So do you have a... We're going we're gonna to start with movies. Uh, I like to look at this in, in a way uh, where we cut it in two. I say, this is, this is my favorite movie. The, the, this is the... This is the best movie, like the best movie for me. So I'll watch it a bunch of times. It comes on TV. This is it. Uh, I've watched it more than anything. It's not necessarily a good movie, mm-hmm. right? Sure. It's like the whole lifetime yeah. idea. Lifetime movies are not good movies, but people watch them. Sure. And it's kind of a guilty pleasure. Do you have a movie that that is what it is for you? Um, probably The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. As you wish. But it is pretty. I mean, it. I mean, it's. It's, it's awesome. a great. It's a great movie. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's probably not a really great movie when you go back and watch it. Like how, it, but it's just a fun movie. One of the best cameo appearances of all time with Billy Crystal. I mean, it just. It's it it's fun. phenomenal. It's fun. Yeah, so I will watch it anytime yeah. it's on. I also really like Ten Things I Hate About You, which is. Such a <laughs> I think that girl. came up. I another. did have a friend who actually did the whole like singing thing, or but he didn't sing. He uh, he got on the announcements at a football game. This is at Greenville High, in two in the mid two thousands, and asked a girl out. Oh yeah. Over the whole thing, and they were, and I mean, it didn't it didn't end well for him. But he yeah. he's like, did yeah. she say yes? No. Oh, she, that's yeah, awful. it was brutal. It, it was <laughs> really, it was really brutal. It, I mean, very funny, right? Very. So that's funny. for movies only. That's for movies only. Yes, uh, it doesn't <laughs> Don't work. Don't try this at Hollywood. Home. Maybe not here. Um, okay, so do you have a movie that you think is like the best movie ever? Uh, and and I'm talking about just something that you saw and you're just like, wow. Maybe I can't watch it every day, but it is phenomenal. And and if I had to say, give you one movie recommend to somebody this, this this is a movie you you have to see what would that be i don't know um so i have three kids at home so we, we watch a lot of kid movies um, one of my favorite recent children's movies that we saw that i would watch over and over is probably beauty and the beast with the real people <laughs> it's a good one all right but i don't know i'm not I don't know. I'll turn on like Hallmark movies and just play. <laughs> I don't. I can't get too engaged in a movie because I have. So not a cinephile is what you're saying. I don't know what that word means. Uh, big into movies. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna go to TV then. Okay. Because we all have 30 minutes every once in a while mm. to uh, sure. to devote. I don't know. She. she I, I know she works. <laughs> I know she works hard. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. But I'm just saying. This week, no. But this week, no. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna start out with trash TV. Like, like this is your guilty pleasure stuff. You can you can give me a trash TV show. You can just just a show that is kind of like you can put it on. It's your mindless. I'm gonna put it on in the background. I'm still gonna pay attention. I love it, but it's not a good TV show. Probably impractical jokers. Oh, okay, I like that in a very long time. Yes, I do That's like that. Pretty funny. Very good. Pretty funny. One of the first not uh, reality show um, answers for us. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just not a I'm not a big mm-hmm. reality show kind of girl. You got you kind of have to keep up with those. Though, you have to like though Practical the Jokers story. is reality. No, it is right. I mean, right, I mean, but you don't have to watch. But it's not the same you type. Have to keep yeah. up with the storyline. Yeah. It's just funny. No, and not as trashy. Not as trashy. Just 
as poor yeah. language when you have a five-year-old at home but oh, i can imagine <laughs> um so t uh stay on tv do you have a uh kind of one that you're like man this this is this is it. This is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Similar to your movie, the movie question, something that you would recommend that like maybe, maybe it's something that you guys sit down as a family and watch. Maybe, maybe your husband sit down with, yeah. I, I don't know, something like that, that we you're just, a, we, since March, we've watched a lot of Netflix. Yes. Um, series as have we all. On, um, trying to think of one and I'm really bad with names of shows. Um, there was one about a guy who was in, um, prison and he became got his lawyer deg- law degree oh what is that story. called um, yes yes for life for life yes that was a great one mm-hmm. um the one about the football player whose dad came to coach um i have to think about that one and he was playing high school football moved crenshaw is the name of the town they were in so i have to I'll friday night lights no no no. it's no. a more recent one um waiting on season three I'll look it up and let you know. It was a great one. Though. And it's, it's not it's not reality, not like last chance no. you that type mm-hmm. of thing. No, it's not a it's not a reality. Mm. It was a it was a show, and I think there were either two or three seasons, and now we're just waiting on the next season. Cool. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to. Uh, we'll do choose your superpower. Choose my superpower. You get one. Ooh. Gosh, I don't know. Kind of, I'm a Wonder Woman fan. Like that's my favorite okay. superhero. Well, she has a lot of she so, has a lot of powers, right? So yes. I'm thinking like the Lasso of Truth because I spent as an well. That's a that's a magical oh, artifact. Shoot. It's not that even is, a superpower. Well, I don't even know what that is. Lasso of Truth. What did you say? It's made the by Hephaestus. <laughs> the Lasso of Truth. Yes. So, okay. I can just lasso you, and you'll have to tell me the it's truth. It's that golden oh. rope that she has. Wow. I don't yeah. know. If Wonder I'm Woman want. was a good movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. By the way, you didn't see Wonder Woman the movie. No, I just don't. I'm just watch saying. Movies. Maybe I should. Go it back was to a my phenomenon. It was a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, it was huge when it came out. Oh, so like, I'm still on the superpower. Um, yes, superpower. Probably teleportation. <laughs> yes. I've got a shriek of that. Yes, that was I, mine as well. Why? The <laughs> the transition time to get from one place to the other gets me behind sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just so, need to get there. Valid. So so it's not it, it's practical. It's not travel. It's oh, not I like would love to travel. Mm-hmm. I've never, I um, got married when I was 20 and had my first child when I was 21. So we didn't really travel a whole lot because we had kids. And yeah. so our travel is typically around home, which we love. We love the family time. But I would love to travel. But I think because I never really got a taste of it, it's never been a passion for me okay. to figure that out. So for me, yes, it's more practical. But hey, if I could get to Greece in a few minutes, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Right? Okay. Look at the Mediterranean Sea. Real quick. Pop and then I'll just come yeah. back. Rudolph Gordon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> During, during your planning period, we could head over. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. I would take you with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I mean, and now your power can, you can take, right? <laughs> you, you can take people. It's not just you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't be selfish with it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I did not have that, empathy so. for us who are <laughs> yes. left behind. There's the empathy. <laughs> I'm just going to tie it all back together. <laughs> okay. So uh, this next one is if you could talk to one person, and this is you had a 30 minute conversation with any person you want. Alive or dead, not somebody you know. Language is not a barrier. Who would that be? Tell me why. That's tough. One person, alive or dead, Mm -hmm. that I could talk to. Um, Now, 
honestly, in the times that we're living in and the, the conversations that are being had, and I was so young and naive and just didn't really understand really anything as a child when I learned about it. Um, I think Martin Luther King Jr. would be mm-hmm. somebody who I would really want to. When we went to Atlanta last yeah. year and toured that stuff, it really got me interested. And just um, I think that so many things are portrayed incorrectly about him now and oh, yeah. about how peaceful everything was. And, you know, he really had to fight for what he was able to accomplish. And so I think really just maybe sitting down with him and saying, asking him about his passions and how he was so courageous to do the things mm-hmm. that he did. I think it would be really cool to hear from him. For real. So, Cause we, I mean, we yeah. definitely have whitewashed. Yeah. Uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the, yeah. Cause he, cause he's peaceful. he he doesn't <laughs> want you to riot. He doesn't want any of that kind of stuff, but. Right. So I think really yeah. hearing and just, I think so much of the stuff that we don't know. I mean, I, the, the life that he lived had to have been very tough. And so really hearing his real struggles and how he did maintain his inner peace throughout all of that. Yeah. And, and how, how he was able to do that. Because yeah, people were out to get it. And yeah. being threatened That's tough. and all kinds of yeah, stuff. So how did, he, how did he maintain the How was he not peace? paranoid? Because the government. Maybe I mean, he was. The, was the, he paranoid? Because the government he was, was on out like to get the it. FBI yeah. List. Yeah, yeah, he was right. on the He was on the CoinTelPro right. yeah. list. I mean, it's. So how did he manage all of those things mm-hmm. and still do the thing i think it would have been very easy to give up yeah giving up is easy right that's the easy path mm-hmm. yeah okay um now the part that the kids care the most about yes. we're gonna talk about sports fantastic so we're gonna uh only we're gonna s- first only talk about uh professional sports so i'm gonna start with oh sorry you don't like professional sports Okay, go ahead. Okay, so do you, like, uh, do, you, do you like any solo sports, golf, tennis, uh, I guess, racing, horse racing? I don't know. I mean. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to paint either, so no. Okay. <laughs> uh, how about uh, MLB uh, baseball? We're huge Braves fans. Um, Good. And then something for my family, which was kind of stinky this summer. Um, we've been traveling around to – our goal is to go to all the MLB stadiums in America. So wow. um, we just started a couple years ago. We haven't been doing it long. We went to – D.C. was our first – well, the Braves Stadium obviously was our first. But then um, we went to Nat Stadium, and then we went to Ohio, to Cleveland and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then this past summer we were supposed to go to Chicago and Milwaukee and we had to cancel it because there is no baseball. Yep. So um, we're already looking forward to the go ahead so I can start planning for next s- spring break and summer. Hopefully we'll be able to get two trips in to see the different stadiums. Cool. So we love major league baseball. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. My dad and I actually have uh, the same goal. We've had it since Great. I was about 15 and we've made it to about, nine parks at this point so that's awesome we have a map now that we're going in we have a little um there's a little passport that you can go in and get them to stamp your passport oh, at cool. every stadium so the kids really like that and then we have the map up on the wall that we can put a little peg in when we go. i have the same oh. thing but for nfl stadiums okay yeah, yeah. it's just something I've, I've always wanted to do to sure. go to a bunch of them yeah now i'll never get to see the the black hole the raider stadium because you know it's moving to las vegas so i'll get to see that one but not the old yeah. one so we do when we go to the cities we always go visit the other stadiums yeah. that are around yeah. we don't go in but we're yeah. all about sightseeing so we visit any colleges or mm-hmm. any stadiums that cool. landmarks that would be cool do, uh, do you guys follow the nba no okay. i mean my husband loves sports so sports are all well they used to be always on on the house but but not right now no sports right but um well there's nba he, now i guess and baseball yeah, no. the Braves have been on the TV every yes. night. But they, I mean, th- my son and my husband talk about it and watch it, but I really don't know much about NBA at all. NFL? Mm, no, I mean, we're Panthers fans, but um, hmm. I, I don't 
care a whole lot about. It's just not my thing. <laughs> uh, NHL? Uh, hockey? No. no. Okay. Uh, then I mean, I'll go to a good hockey game, like, of course. in Greenville, but it's not. Well, live sports are always better. To watch. Yeah. Always better. Yes. College. Well, this is kind of an interesting thing. I was raised mm-hmm. as a Gamecock. Um, we were always South Carolina fans in my house. And you can always get, you know, you can always overcome. Sure. My <laughs> my husband was, was raised as a Clemson fan, but he got his degree from South Carolina. So oh. um, now I have several degrees from Clemson, and so does he. So we we tailgate and do season tickets for Clemson. So we pull for Clemson, and then when they play each other, we, we try to stay neutral in our house. It's our six-year-old. People think he's crazy because he tells people he pulls for both, and that's really not allowed in South Carolina. So Not allowed. No, no, but no. We've yeah. actually had a decent amount of fairly neutral people, though. Yes. Um, some from – they born and raised here? I would say like four. Not a lot of born and raised <laughs> right. here. Yeah. You um, have to choose as yeah, a child in exactly. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made the choice because, you know, my mom, my mom is a Georgia alumni, and mm. I wasn't going to be a bulldog. <laughs> um, and my dad went to Princeton, so I'm not watching the Ivy League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real amateur sports. No offense, Ryan Tannehill, who was not Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry, uh, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh, who yeah. was actually, you know, he yeah. was at Harvard. But um, I yeah, so no, I, I had to make the choice. Sure. And I chose right. I mean, it seemed bad for a little while, but now it's definitely right. right. Yes. <laughs> Considering <sighs> South Carolina has never played for a national championship, so I mean, you know, we'll leave that there for right. the Gamecock fans. Okay. Um, do you do basketball? Do you follow basketball? Not really college. So um, my husband was a coach for 20 years. I mean, so we've done high school sports. Our, that's all we know is high school sports. All so right. Uh, I, did, I just, it just popped in my head. Um, what does your husband do? My husband is currently a principal at an elementary school uh-huh. in South Greenville. Before that, he was a PE teacher and then an assistant principal. But um, he's always coached basketball. Um, he has coached football, soccer, golf. Um, he's, he's done it. He's, he loves sports. And so the, my kids are always around sports. Our children play soccer. Mm. Um, uh, two of them, the older two play basketball. Oh. They're tall. So they your like daughter play basketball or soccer. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. My daughter. So they will both be, um, I mean, hopefully they'll be on the team this year at Woodmont <laughs> high school. They're at, they're at Woodmont. So I have an 11th grader and a ninth grader. Okay. Now, uh, I guess, is it awkward? Um, of course your, your kids never get in trouble. But is it is it awkward uh, for I guess teachers to call to your house knowing that there are two administrators uh, that they're calling in two Greenville County administrators, sure. mind you. Um, it must be. I actually, this is so interesting that you say that. We had yeah. our meet the teacher last night with our <laughs> first grader, and his teacher had called the week because I don't know yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. and it was a very personable conversation. And I actually said to my husband, "That was so." refreshing because normally people are really nervous when they have to call and talk to us. Um, we have been blessed. We have really great kids and very rarely have we had to have a conversation with a mm. teacher about behavior. I think the children are probably terrified of what to do with both administrators at home, but yeah, um, I, we don't, we haven't had to have a lot of negative conversations with teachers, which is great. So I do think that we try our rule of thumb is when the kids are at my school, they, the teachers talk to their dad. If the kids are going to his school, the teachers talk to me. So we try to take that pressure off mm. as the parent because, you know, my son is at my husband's school. Oh, so is he? Okay. That would it, be really difficult for a teacher. To, that was my next question. Yeah. You had to punish the principal's son, you know, so and call him and talk to him. So they, they call me if something goes on there. But luckily, huh. 
he was only in kindergarten for half the year, so he didn't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we'll happens see, this we'll year. We'll see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a boy at that age, at is, young yeah, age. And he's so. a third child that's much younger than his sibling, so um, he's wide open. So your daughter's in freshman in high school now? Yes. I have an 11th grader, 9th grader, and a 1st grader. I actually taught her daughter for like yeah. two months. That's right. I forgot because. And I can speak to the fact yeah. that we'll she. We'll give a shout out to Ash on that. She loves Miss Prickett. Yes. And we great. didn't we didn't talk about it, but uh, where were you previously? I was at Hughes yes. for eight years as a school counselor. Mm-hmm. So, And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, I have loved my time at Rudolph Gordon here. But genuinely, the only reason I left was because I was pursuing administration. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad to have you. Um I went to Hughes myself as I a remember. yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, not that I was there when you yeah. were there, but no, no, <laughs> that would be really weird if you were. If <laughs> I'm not that old. No, no. I mean, yeah, because I was at Hughes in the '90s. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see. We did superpower. We did historical. We did team. Our last question. Well, question. Our last topic is music. Yeah. Favorite band. So I give my husband a hard time. He really likes the Dave Matthews band, and I really <laughs> do not. So that's not the answer. DMB people are are, are are another breed. Yeah, they're doing this Wednesday night thing where mm. they do a live concert on like every Wednesday night. And oh it's yeah, miserably loud and awful. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of a. This is so funny because most people in my generation don't agree. I'm kind of a pop country fan, so okay. um, really any of the the pop country bands or groups or okay well let's um, um let's well, let's clean it up we're in a desert island you're on a desert island you get one band <sighs> for the rest of your life and obviously they're not there with you well maybe they are if you want them to i don't know i don't care but you have their whole their their whole do they album. have to be together now they do not have to be together. Hootie and the blowfish okay going a little bit of south carolina too right oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. local do you like what's his name Darius Rucker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like that guy. I was trying to think of it. I'm clearly not a country uh But it's a, but he's a Hootie and the Blowfish was not, not country. country. No. Oh. And that's, I mean. Well, he on. is, right? Now. Yes. Okay. But you're from South Carolina. You got to know our very, I mean, I know very, who very few is, but I could, uh, not, so I could not tell you one song and I could not think of you one song. Have I'm just to, being honest. Yeah. <laughs> you have to find a Hootie and the Blowfish song that you like and you have okay. to watch Wonder Woman. Those are your I'm, assignments. I'm yes. typing it out. As we speak. Wow. Okay. Uh, favorite. <laughs> Think you know a person. <laughs> well, Sorry. And that that's why we do this. And, and I can tell you, like, um, this is our, God, what is it, uh, 15th, 16th interview, and I learned stuff about her every day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then our, yeah. About and, things that I don't know yeah. about every day. <laughs> that's what you mean. <laughs> hey, I, I said it in a nice when way. When we get you to took the movies, like, literally every single <laughs> time, he's like, What? <laughs> The eyes shut down and just nope. Uh, okay, so n- favorite song of all time? Yeah, this is the, this this is not an easy one. Now you could approach it in two different ways. Uh, this is a song that, that that you've sang more than other. Like this just gets you going, and it always has been, always will be, or something that I took it in the way that I thought was like the greatest piece of music of all time is the way I looked at that. Okay. So one that like makes me super happy is Bohemian Rhapsody. Hmm. That's a great. It's just a. It's it just is. A cool, really cool yeah, song. That's a great song. Um. I, again, I'm like local Edwin McCain. 
His his songs are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, We're looking for one. I know. Just one. That's not really fair. I don't like these. But what do we teach kids? Life is not fair. <laughs> but it's student centered, and I should get to choose more than one. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. Let's we can go with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's fun. Awesome. Do that. Okay. Two more questions. One is. I think you're making these up. No, no. It's all about it's all about music. It's still about music. So okay. we're still in the same. Okay. Okay. Karaoke song. Oh. What you would? F- I mean, you might not feel comfortable. Yeah. Singing karaoke, but the one you would feel most comfortable with. If you had to. Gosh, I don't even know if I if there's a song that I <laughs> my brain doesn't work anymore. I don't remember words to things. But they would have the words on the screen, I get it. Yes, they I would. Know, I know Carrie. Something you feel comfortable. Hmm. Or as comfortable as you can get. Um, going to need your help. Um. Usually it's something that, that you sang when you were a teenager. So because because though that, you know, your developmental years are are when they, they just get stuck in your head. Because there, 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 there are certain songs that will come on the radio that I haven't heard in 15 right. years. And I'm, and I'm like, I know every single Vanilla lyric is. Like, is, that, is that where we are? <laughs> you are not the first person to say that either. Well, like, that might I, be the only one I, I know like all the words to. That's, yeah. That was mine as well. And uh, Ann Nichols, I think. Yeah, I think it was Ann Nichols. Of course. So we can all three We're get out there. We're going to have to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, a uh, it's not a duet. It's a triplet. Trio. Trio. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word there. I stumped Mr. White. You got me. No. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we the go. First time ever and probably the last. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to go for our final song. Okay. Final. Well, yeah, final song, really. Oh uh, this has to do with entrance music. Now, I'm gonna, let, me, let me set the stage for you. So we are having a pep rally at school. Okay. So all of middle school is in there. Um, you're going to be introduced... For the first time, the, oh, I will say the first time ever, right? So so pretend that you hadn't been here last year. What, uh, I've introduced all the teachers. I'm going to be on the, I'm, I'm emceeing right now. So I've introduced all the teachers. The kids are kind of psyched up. But they're also like, look, I'm done with this. Your turn. I press play on the boom box. What is going to play you in that that says, I have arrived? Here's Miss McCain. I'm thinking back to um, last summer when y'all did some um, anonymous pulse checks for me, and someone asked, "What would your entrance song be?" I think it might have been you. Oh yeah, it was definitely me. Now. It was definitely me. Um, I don't know. Um, let's. Uh, I'm just it's boring. Party like a rock star. Let's let's have some fun. Party like a rock star. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I like it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, at least, well, we we've had a lot of Eye of the, Eye of the Tiger. Have we not? Oh, yeah. A couple, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I need to change mine now. No, you don't need to change yours. It's a great one. But I was the first one to say You it. were the first one, say. but just you were also the first unique. one we interviewed. Okay, it's the karate chopping part. Well, like, I, and, and, I just really want to come And she gave us a like, dance. Uh-uh. She gave us a dance. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. I got it. That I got it. That would be great. I got it. I'm a little too bad that they couldn't see that part, though. Well, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Nobody in our but audience. But during can the pep rally, they will be able to see it. They'll be able to see it. And if you can do a backflip, do a backflip out of there, too. I mean, I can't. Not anymore. I mean, I, I can Not try, anymore. Yeah. We're going to. You're talking about back, back in high school? You don't just understand. I was I was real athletic. I can barely do a cartwheel. I'm just going to be honest. Like I did take gymnastics up until middle school. My my, my, my parents made me take uh, do every single, every single sport you could possibly imagine because they were like, you're going to try it all. Hmm. Decide on what you like. 
And, and you settled with soccer, right? I did until high school, uh, until the second year in high school, and then, well, I always played tennis. Oh yeah, that, okay. That, that that was yeah. I learned how to part. play tennis in college. See, and I, I, took I it love as tennis. An elective. <laughs> Actually, I did too. It, and then I was on the tennis team, but they let me take it as elective. So I was like, okay. I was also, on the tennis. My a guy from the tennis team was in they, my class. And I took. Uh, I also took camping. He was really good. Camping? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, camping, camping. was awesome. Um, so, okay, so now we have yeah. Camping, that's yeah. A cl- that's really a college that was class? a class we what read. Class we, we read Into the Wild, like AKA Boy Scouts. <laughs> no, no, we read Into the Wild, and we had uh, <laughs> one camping trip, and that was the, and then I got an A. That is fantastic. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a little <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but then you know, and then in high school, then in the second two years of high school, I did competitive rock climbing, and that was kind of my thing. But you did I camping did in high school. No, no. Camping was okay. in college. Competitive rock climbing. I mean, I, okay. I was nationally ranked. I'm of course not you were. surprised. <laughs> uh, I'm like a like a dwarf. I'm very quick over short distances. So it was it was in bouldering, <laughs> not in um not in uh, roped climbing. Okay. So not I not not top rope climbing, which is so bouldering is just without a rope. Oh. It's it's power. It's and well, it's we're glad short you distances. survived to be with us. Yes, today. I did. I I was never nationally ranked, but I have actually rock climbed. Yes, a few times before. And I I worked at a camp where we did that too, so I love it. But I didn't make the ranking, so yeah. <laughs> well, oh, you yeah. had to <laughs> give it up. Well, you yeah. have to be invited and go to the JCCA, which is something else now. I don't know, know what it's called. Can we can we go back to the um, opportunity gap? We'll opportunity gap. Yes. Previous. Yeah. <laughs> how did this all start? I'm well, confused um, on how we got here. Like now. I, s- uh, <laughs> how did it start? Songs. That's why I'm confused. I'm like, we started with interest music, and we, and then we, no, we hit sports for some reason. Okay. Oh, backflips, backflips. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) And we are backflipping down a rabbit hole too. Yeah, I was gonna say we're backflipping back into our normal. I'm sure y'all didn't bargain for all this. No, uh, no, but that's fine. I mean, that's pretty much how all these interviews have gone. Yeah, we usually have. Yeah, they've just. It is very similar to an RGS faculty meeting. Oh. Obviously, in a good way. I love it. This is this is part of being a uh, social studies teacher, going down that hole. All oh, right. That is that 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 is it. We don't have any more questions. Is there anything that you want to tell the parents? You want to tell the students about this year? Um, I don't know something that, that you didn't get to talk about. Oh man, I don't know. I'm really I really am excited about mm-hmm. being back with the teachers. This week has been very refreshing for me. I've missed you guys a ton. I've missed the kids a lot. I hate that. We're only one day, but we're, we're going to do what we can to keep everybody safe. And um, I can't wait to see them, even if it's just a little bit of a, at a time. And I understand some of our kids went virtual because that's what's best for their family right now. Mm. And some of our teachers went virtual because that's what's best for them and their families right now. And we're going to miss them over this year. But um, I can't wait until we can we can get back in Rudolph Gordon and get to see people. And I think we'll have a new normal. I don't think we're ever going to be back where we were before March the 15th. But I think that um, I'm looking forward to what that's going to look like. Um, which actually could forward. be good, a good thing. Right, I agree. Honestly. I agree. I think without without change, you don't grow. And so I think oh. we're going to grow a ton. I think that we're going to learn a lot from this. And um, I'm just excited about seeing everybody in, in next week. Yeah. <sighs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, uh, we end all of our pod, we end this podcast with a, we say something. We have an a exit line. So on three, we're going to say later, Gators, because we're the Gators, right? Okay. Yep. One, two, three. Later, later Gators. Gators.